Welcome to Create New Futures, a show about thought-provoking ideas and practices you can use to create and shape your future in life and in business. Join Aviv Shahar, author and innovation strategy consultant, as he shares his proven strategies that have helped clients create breakthrough results. Aviv has guided executives at Fortune 100 companies, and now he wants to help you. This is Aviv with a new episode of Create New Futures, and I call this episode a tale of two lifeguards. And what I'd like to do on this episode is bring the focus to a critical factor. Actually, what I'm going to address is a live or die factor. What I'm going to reflect on is not only pivotal and central for success or failure, and even more so to the victory or defeat choice, it often defines life or death. Here is my tale of two lifeguards. But first, let me paint the picture and offer you the context. We do what I call the bicostal American dream. This means that Seattle is our home base during the summer, and Jupiter, Florida is where we do the winter. And so during the winter months, I get to run on the beach and swim in the ocean every morning, which is really quite a spectacular way to start the day. In fact, when it gets stormy or chilly for Florida in the January-February time frame, and chilly for Florida means mid-60s, on those mornings I'm typically on my own, in what I fondly call my semi-private beach. My rule is I never miss my ocean visit. Calm or storm, warm or cold, I have to visit Dr. Ocean. I should do a different episode on Dr. Ocean one day. The best, most reliable and most faithful doctor on earth. Anyway, over the last few years, I have developed friendly camaraderie with our local lifeguards. One day, a few years ago, I rescued a drowning boy and they insisted I should put on the lifeguard's red swimming suit to make me one of them. Occasionally, a couple of them will join me for their morning workout and for a swim from flag to flag that mark the perimeters of the guarded beach. Mikey is the best swimmer of them all, and he introduced me to the body surfing rolling technique and helped me refine my butterfly style to a point that he even pulled me into two I am sets flag to flag, that's swimming the four swimming styles in sequence. Now this year the lifeguards started to rotate positions, and they brought in a number of new team members. One morning as Sarah and I showed up at the beach, we noticed that Mikey was collecting the dry seaweeds on the shore. He explained that at the edge of the guarded beach, the dune was destroyed earlier in the season because of the maintenance work that heavy tractors performed in the area. To reconstruct the dune, you cannot just dump sand there, he pointed. You need to add seaweeds and then plants to help the dune hold its structure. But why do you do this, Mikey? This is clearly not part of your job description as a lifeguard, asked Sarah. Well, I love the place, it gives me sustenance, and I want to protect it and keep the ecosystem healthy so that others can enjoy it too. In our job as lifeguards, we are expected to use the first hour for workout. And so for a couple of mornings, I can give this time to pay back to the place I love and that provides me with both livelihood and the love of my life. The following morning was a stormy and windy day. 
and a different crew was hiding in the lifeguard's tower when I showed up. As is often the case in such days, I was the only person at the beach, with two odd fishermen outside the guarded area. I did my running against the wind, which is a robust workout by itself, and then dove in the water. When I looked up for my swimming markers, I realized the two yellow flags defining the perimeters of the guarded beach were not up. I dashed out of the water to the lifeguard tower. What's happening? Where are the yellow flags? I asked, catching my breath. No one is here today, and so they serve no purpose, was the dismissive reply from Parker, a new lifeguard I have not met before. I looked at him with surprise and turned to dash back in the water. It was just too cold outside. Now I'm swimming hard in the stormy ocean, and I'm thinking, something about what I've just witnessed doesn't feel right. The easiest thing in the world is to dismiss it and move on. But I have a part of my mind that captures the odd moment that carries the learning and teachable value, and it works to develop the picture. This is part of my process. I allow the slow, deciphering mind to do its work for me. It gets into process when I allow myself to be puzzled, and it has an interesting way of working. If you have ever been in the old photography development room, I'm talking pre-digital photography, when you developed the film and created the pictures in the dark room using the chemical developer that converts the latent image to a visible image on the paper, if you've experimented with this process, you know it takes a little time as you put the paper you projected on and place it in that chemical liquid to let the picture gradually appear. The point is, the picture gradually comes out of latency and into focus, and you have part of your mind that works just like that. I describe in my book, Create New Futures, the three speeds of the mind, and I call the middle speed the pondering mind, and that's the pondering mind in action as it develops the picture and connects the dots gradually. But there is more to it. Your pondering mind knows what you're interested in, especially when you've been working to solve a problem for a long time, and when you have a lifelong fascination with the subject. The greater the intensity of your inquiry, the richer the yield of insights and revelations that the pondering mind will produce for you. In my case, My fascination and inquiry relates to the human story at the convergence zone of learning, discovery, innovation breakthroughs, and the human spirit and its renewing and developmental potential, including all other adjacent and surrounding fields to these inquiries. For example, I'm interested in what enables people to produce remarkable results, and I forensically decode what allows them to do so and what blocks them from producing breakthrough results. What are the behaviors, attitudes, mental models, practices, and ways of being and doing that produce breakthroughs or that leads to breakdowns? And my pondering mind always works in the background, and it takes mental photographs of situations, and it then develops this photograph to a point of discovery and revelation. And that's what occurred on that morning. Because what came into focus was the stark contrast and the juxtaposition of Mikey and his ways of being on the job versus Parker, the new lifeguard who stayed in the tower that day. And I reflected, where have I seen this before? 
I've seen these two opposing attitudes in corporate offices, in hotels and restaurants, and I've even seen this back in my flying years in the Air Force, and it came sharply into focus. The difference in these two attitudes determines everything. It can even be the life or death decisive factor. My key was the example of going beyond the call of duty to do the unnecessary work, because he can, and because he cares, and because he wants to. Parker exampled the opposite attitude. His choice was to get by with the minimal work possible. He has no respect for protocols and rituals that are part of the job. Mikey understands deeply that you can shape your ecosystem and cares to do so. Parker demonstrated on that day that he doesn't register the ecosystem, or that he cares for it. There is more in this. Mikey represents the people that show up for work to make a difference and create a contribution. Parker was not operating inside the contribution mindset, but was in the convenience and expediency mindset. It did not occur to him that putting up the yellow flags is about much more than the utilitarian value of the moment. What was the missing consideration? What was the attitude that Parker was not sensitized to? I'm talking about the presence of attentive care that's prepared to do the extra unnecessary work. Where do you see it? You see it in the farmer who walks the perimeters of his grounds to find out what needs fixing. You see it in the policeman who walks the street and greets people to demonstrate his presence and to give the neighborhood assurance. You see it in the pilot who walks around the aircraft to run his visual checklist, not because he distrusts the ground crew, but because the ritual itself puts him in the mental frame of attention to details. And you see it in the nurse who provides confident encouragement as she patiently holds the hand of the patient. And so is the case with every profession. You will find the protocols and rituals of alert readiness, of quality control, and of watchful surveillance, and they always have multiple purposes. There are rituals that declare presence. They are saying it is safe, I am here, and I am watching. And they alert the person performing the ritual to join in the great traditions of all the other professionals who perform that job too. There is an invisible bond to these acts, a form of an unspoken oath which connects and ties the person involved to a web of professionalism, know-how, competence, and that activates the alertness to perform at the highest possible standards as represented by the keepers of these jobs. And Mikey goes beyond that in working to restore the sand dune of the place he loves, the place that supports him, and he chooses care over expediency. It is the choice that creates a legacy of continual improvement. On the other hand, get by expediency enable the erosion of standards. Doing the unnecessary work when no one watches, out of love, devotion, and care, is at the foundation of almost everything good and beautiful we find in this world. Show me something awesome, and we will be able to find the people that exercised tremendous care and dedication to enable it. Cutting corners 
and abandoning purposeful routines and rituals for convenience because no one is watching is the beginning of most great disasters. These two attitudes and ways of being and doing not only separate glory from oblivion, but in moments of crisis they separate life from death, creating a new future for you and your family, for your team and your business, begins with just such a choice. The choice to do the unnecessary work, to go beyond the call of duty, to bring forward your focused presence, love and dedication. Here is my insight. We each have both lifeguards in us. We each have both Mikey and Parker inside. And every day we get to choose. Who will we be? Who will we bring to life? I've found that when I make the Mikey choice, I am always the first to be rewarded. When I choose care over expediency, I experience a rush of energy, uplift, and a sense of renewal. It's quite simple. The receiving is in the giving, and the joining of blessings find those who care without counting. And I bet you have that experience too. I bet you have those moments and days where you do what's right, when no one watches, and then you decide to go the extra mile beyond that, because you can, and because you care. And I bet you have experienced the empowerment and the fortifying joy that came with that choice, to improve quality, to ensure safety, to be present, and even to offer a simple act of kindness and help a stranger. When you and I make this choice, we set in motion new futures for ourselves and for the people we touch. And that's what we are here for, to bring forward care, dedication, and love, and to help create new futures. Thank you for listening. Aviv always encourages his clients to identify the one or two ideas they can move forward into action immediately. What will you capture and apply today? You can always begin with a small action and then build momentum over time. When you move forward from an idea to action, you get immediate ROI, return on the time you invested, and return of learning. And then the learning cycle builds the success propulsion. One more thing. You can reach Aviv directly by phone and email to discover how he can help you create a new future for your business and organization. Creating your new future can begin today.